Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Matt Mahoney. Matt, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, bud? How are you? I'm Great feeling intro, my friend. Awesome, awesome. So Matt Mahoney has a wealth of experience from studying advanced mathematical theory and applied mathematics of market understanding to demographic studies for consumer applications of brands and products to finding innovative paths to success by putting together pieces others won't see, don't see. He focuses on product development, manufacturing, branding, consumer learning, calculated risk taking for consumer benefit and health and wellness at The Cure. His interests these days are developing brands and businesses that enrich the lives of consumers. He believes a brand should empower the lifestyle of a consumer while the business should improve the culture of its demographic. He, he focuses, his focus these days are in commerce, media, apparel, branding, cannabis, tech, mental health, and real estate. Okay. <laughs> you have a lot going on. He learned that relationships are the most important in business and the journey of an innovator is the constant learning lesson. Matt, those are those are some amazing, amazing um, you know, traits and 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 just gems, gems, man, gems. Talk to us, man. You have a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, a busy mind finds a way to stay active. That is for for for, for sure. Yes, indeed. So, Matt, let's start off by sharing with us, right? So, who is Matt Mahoney? Where are you from currently? Talk to us. Give us a two minute version. So, I'm a I'm a six foot seven dude who grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, on the East Coast, surrounded by Philadelphia, Jersey, and New York, and surrounding myself with those cities and that environment of the the rush and the creativity and the you know you gotta you gotta work really hard to survive here on the Northeast. Uh -huh. um, and I realized after about thirty years of being six seven and realizing I've lived in almost every major city around the country, I couldn't find clothing that fit. So I decided, I guess I'm going to jump into the entrepreneurial world and figure out how to create a product from nothing into the fashion industry, make it, grow it, sell it, and bring it into the United States and sell it around the world. Um, I honestly just fell into it because I was just pissed off. I couldn't find things that fit, and I knew I wanted to find a way to do something about it. And then because of finding my way through that kind of entrepreneurial journey and figuring out, I literally took a cotton ball from a field in Shanghai, China. We wove it into a fabric. We took that fabric into another factory created a product into a button-down shirt, a William Mahoney brand that we created for men, pretty much 5'11 to 7 foot. We did it in four sizes. So there's where the math came into it all. We needed to figure out, all right, if we're going to create a clothing brand, how are we going to get individuals from 6 foot to 7 foot in four sizes and get it to where we can make, 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 manufacture it, and sell it around the world? So I didn't have any idea that the fashion industry was going to be so many numbers. <laughs> so it kind of just laid into what I just had a passion for is looking at things in a very analytical way and simplifying the procedures on how to create something that other people are asking for and then just being the guy that figured out how to get it to them. And then through doing that, 
it just kind of surrounded myself, like you said earlier, with like-minded individuals and hanging out with the guys that had these creative ideas. And my favorite word is execution. All right, you might have an idea, but what are you going to do about it? And I'm the first one who's like, all right, you got an idea for .com? Let's buy it right now. Let's start building the website, like, as we're talking. So, like, there I really go. like jumping into a project and really getting my, my, my feet wet and sinking in pretty quickly. All right, that's awesome right there. So, so Matt, being in um, Delaware, right, of course, like you mentioned, you're stuck between the other East Coast, the other popular East Coast city. Um, when did you hit your growth spurt? You know, I know it must have been difficult, you know, become a teenager and all of a sudden, you know, just sprouting out. Uh, dude, I was always the tallest. Everywhere I went, every, like from from birth, I walked. I think I walked out of the hospital like four foot two. I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, everywhere I went, I was. Just, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I always remember the tallest kid on every team. And then, okay, I think I was six foot six at sixteen. My ID said, um, and I lost tallest in the high school because of some dude who was actually in shorter than me. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, I never never thought I would have ended up in the fashion industry. Um, I never knew kind of what following a passion would do to you and like where that would really take you. And I think that there's a lot of individuals that know how to flip money and they know how to go out and be an entrepreneur. They see an opportunity to make a lot of money and they know how to do it. I look at what can I create? Like, what is it that sets my heart on fire and that I know a lot of people out there around the world want? Am I persistent enough to figure out how to obtain it and get it to you? And what's that journey going to be like? And so mm -hmm. I kind of forget the normal way of doing things. And I kind of wake up every day. I was like, all right, I've got to create something from nothing almost every single day. If I don't have it and it doesn't exist, where do mm. I go and get it? Mm. Um, and I just kind of realized putting those pieces to puzzles together, which got me into geothermal energy. And like you said, cannabis and augmented reality technology. I can see what people are creating and figuring out, all right, how do we simplify this for you? And you can take this to market and go find the individuals that would benefit from you. And that took me out to moving out to Los Angeles. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones. All things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T. Dot com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, Matt. So, like, what you bring to the table is something a lot of folks needed or in the. So, pretty much, for instance, like when I were when I was uh, transitioning my company from a fitness company to a wellness concierge. I was confused. I mean, I was trying to figure things out, but I didn't have the tools or the resources or the right individuals um, to help support me in that direction. But it seems like you're that person that's that's constantly looking to solve problems. You know, like you mentioned, you you try to look for the, you know, the, the not only the product, the product, but also the people that the product might be a good fix, a good fit for. 
Yeah. So that that's you, you're in a great position, Matt. <laughs> you're in a great position. I, even though I know being in the place you are right now, it's a lot of work, a lot of stress because you're constantly thinking, right? Yeah. So, so talk to us about that, man. Um, we you, mental health um, plays a really big part in a lot of this, and I've said it to a lot of individuals that I've spoken to, and I said I never thought I would learn as much about myself as I have doing things for other people. Mm. Like it just never occurred to me that I was going to have to go through these steps. I was going to have to learn like alienation from individuals. I like, dude, you're just like on a far out world thinking about things or certain areas. Like I just don't fit in. And it's like, all right, so where do I fit in and how do I look at these things and find the individuals that can work with me on that? Um, so the mental journey has been the gnarliest of experiences. I thought, you know, putting your brand name on something you created and you can, and someone can purchased from you would be like the ultimate high. And then I just realized I've signed up for a life of just constant mental pursuits of what can I go through next? What can I endure? Um, and that's why I really love your get up, get fit. Like, cause fit, I, I didn't realize how much diet and fitness and all of that was going to really play into constantly having to stay as strong as you can because you're going to really be supporting yourself for the longest of times. There's not going to be a lot of people that kind of believe and they can't see that people don't believe in you. I just don't think people see the same vision you have. So, and how can they, it's your vision and you're seeing how other people aren't doing things. So for you, you're interpreting all these different aspects that people can't see. So then to convey that to them, it gets lost in other individuals. So you have to be really strong in yourself to just realize I've got to see all this through. Like I can see these pieces. I just need to figure out how they all go together. Um, and that was that was the, the gnarliest of journeys was the mental health and, and, and learning how to make sure I take care of that as much as I take care of everything else that I'm doing. Okay. So while while you're in that space, right? While you while you're working on yourself, trying to make sure your mental health it's at a peak state. Um how how are you conveying um your vision to your um, your team, because I know that's also a hard part, being a lead, being a leader, right? It's a great question. Um, like, talk to me about that. That's a great question. Um, I've always tried to lead with optimism, optimism, and by example. Okay. Like, I don't think there's a person that I've ever worked with that has ever sat down and were with me more than less in less than five minutes and haven't known that I knew what I was talking about, and they knew because I had gone through it. I've practiced this. Like, if I'm willing to hand this off to you, mm-hmm. it's because look. We, you need to be able to understand this X, Y, Z. Like if we can have a general, just collaborative talk, I know what you're doing. You know what I'm looking for you to do. Um, and I realized that was really important. And there's always the individuals that, that say, you know, hire quickly and fire quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I try to take the people that I, that I can work with and say, look, look at what I've done. What is it that you've done? Is this going to be a great collaboration with you? And then we just start kind of working together. Um, and then it's, it's really interesting. It, People that you can work really well with that do get it, it's like you can see it. And that was the coolest thing. I had a creative director come in and she just did things, like the little things that I wouldn't have ever noticed. Like I remember she tweaked one little thing in my logo. To this day, I can't remember what it was. But I remember like looking at it, I was like, damn, I never even saw it that way. And it just Mm -hmm. changed. And like certain colors that she would use. And it just realized I found that one individual that I can click with that when I count that execution of creative vision, she's got what I'm seeing in my head. And then it's just other individuals I try to find the same way. That's amazing right there, man. Being able to pick the, I would say pick, but being able to 
to connect with the right the right person that that fits well within your team man it's such an amazing feeling because <laughs> it takes and you, got, you, you so gotta i guess you kind of <laughs> get used to it quickly um i mean we've all had so many trials and errors an entrepreneur creating something uh -huh. for others you get burned all the time hell 80 yes, of our time is trying to avoid getting burned by somebody so you know what I mean? <laughs> that's we the journey man huh that's the journey <laughs> exactly so it's like when you finally find that one you're like all right i'll do anything to hold on to you just because like you're you've got this and i've burned bridges and i've been chaotic and stressful because it, it sometimes you've got so much going on and then when you do find that one person you just want to give all of it to them and be like all right run and they're just like wait a minute that's that's too much yeah so there there is a balance in learning and and powerpoints and presentations and just trying to find any way you can that has like ways that if people were to see it everybody looks at things a different way i look at numbers i just read numbers like if i'm talking to somebody and they're giving me an example of how something's going to work i'm looking at the numbers of almost all of it there are people that look at the visuals or the videos there's people that look at the words so it's trying to figure out like how do the individuals that you work with work best and find mm -hmm. a way to present them with whatever it is they need to understand what you're doing. And that's how I learned really how it worked really, really well. Yes, indeed. So so Matt, I me, mean, um, what does a typical what does a typical week look like right now? Because I know you have so many different things going on. You know, you're tapping into the cannabis business. You have your your you know, your 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 your, comp your apparel company, you know, you, you have a lot on your plate. So what does a typical week look looks like as a as a business owner, as an entrepreneur? Talk to me. Well, you're learning you're learning prior to you're learning to prioritize. And you prioritize your entire life. It's not just a business. Like it becomes mm -hmm. so ingrained, like you wake up every single day because you know you've got this window of all of this you need to get done. Then you've got another window where you know you've probably got all of this. I also know that anywhere between 1.30 and 1.30 and 3.30 is where I get my most creative spark. That's just where I want to be. I'm done with the meetings, I'm done with most work. I want to sit down because that's where all my good new work is going to come out. So I wrap my day around that one burst that I know I'm going to get. Um, so I usually set my meetings early in the morning. So I had that all set and scheduled and out of the way. Um, mm -hmm. I prioritize more than I ever have. I mean, I've shown people pitch decks of literally my life for the next five years from like where I'm going to be vacationing, what kind of exercise I'm going to wow. be doing, what company I'm going to be doing. Like it's a pitch deck. <laughs> Of literally the stats that I know over the next few years of where I'm going to be and what I'm going to need to be doing. Um, it's it's a lot and learning to get a virtual assistant is my next my next step finally working into that world and having someone that can kind of help just me team and you look at the you look at um, like what's most important for the most part like what is going to get done now what can get done now what gets going to get done in the future and realizing yeah. that instead of doing all the busy work for something that you know you don't need for another two or three months or a week like do that every now and then but spend your time with things that can get done now um and do it now is my favorite slogan do everything you don't want to do now so that therefore mm. it's done and out of the way and you don't stress out about it anymore okay okay um yeah it, it definitely makes sense right there because if sometimes if you're if you don't take that immediate action you know, the, the law of diminishing intent is going to occur, right? Then you lose motivation. Like then you start to actually, that's, that's not my term. I learned from somebody else. <laughs> no, I think, I think it was from Jim Rohn, but, well um, articulated that. yeah, but it definitely occurs, man. It definitely occurs. So we have to be able to capitalize on these, uh, you know, on these ideas, you know, and utilize the energy, energy that we have, the excitement that we have to execute, because if we don't, like I said, it's going to diminish. 
I yeah. honestly think that that's kind of where a lot of depression comes from, especially mm. around entrepreneurs, because we know everybody's hearing that term all the time now in the media. And I think entrepreneurs and creatives and artists are most definitely individuals that have that because they have these spikes of what excites them the most, that creative outlet it burst, that thing that they create. But then they have to go and do the things that they don't necessarily like to do in order to continue doing that one thing. And mm -hmm. I think if we focus the majority of our energy on the things that we actually ex that excite us, then that's a sign. It's telling us that your body is physically reacting to an excitement you're doing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I've had some gnarly journeys with depression and realizing that I was so focused on the things that I either couldn't control or that I didn't want to do anymore. And I was holding on to all that. And when I start, and at the end of the day, and like I said, between that one and three o'clock, I know that all right, my brain's going to start shifting back to the things I know I want to be doing and my energy will change again. Awesome, awesome. How long did it take you to figure to figure this out? Um, I would say this has been over the last last four years. Okay. This, is, this has been a really, I mean, I've always been super self-aware. I mean, I've studied myself relentlessly, how I react around people. Mm -hmm. Why was I always on the outside? Like I was told I don't act right half my life. Like this kid doesn't act right. My parents were always getting told your son doesn't act right. Like they just like, he does things that all the other kids don't do. And so growing up, I always felt alienated. Mm. And I kind of realized as an adult, it wasn't a blessing because I am able to see things that others aren't. And that's why mm. I'm able to create the businesses that I am and give you guys the things that you want. Because I've been so alienated for so long being told I just don't act like everybody else. And, I, and then I just act like I'm on the outside. So I was like, all right, let's just embrace that from now on. Yeah, Matt, you know, most of the great innovators, scientists, you know, um, creative thinkers had the same trait, right? They were told to say Einstein, right? Like Benjamin Franklin, all, all these top guys, right? Um, the top artists, they all exemplify the same traits. So <laughs> you're walking in the right step. <laughs> it's, 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 it's gnarly. To, to, it, it, it's cool to read. I've been obsessed with entrepreneurial journey since I was... I don't even really know since I was a teenager. I remember okay. laying in bed at night and just being like, all right, so if I had a company and I was going to build X, where would I build it? And if I'm going to build it in a factory, where's that factory going to be? And if I'm, that factory is already building something else, why don't I just buy that factory, put my product in it and then keep all the other products in there for I can pay? Like my wow. brain, even in high school, kids are like, what's my car going to look like? I'm like, like, all right, how do I buy corporations around the world, strip them apart and put it all together? That's amazing. Um, so <laughs> my brain was always just kind of running in these crazy loops. So uh, if, if there's the people that also run that way, then I'll be happy to hang out with those guys someday. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I know like a, Growing up, right? I'm also I also have a very entrepreneurial mindset, right? Um, I had a paper route, you know. I sold candy, you know. I was a hustler growing up. Were Were you the same way uh, when you were when, when you were a teenager? Were you did you have like these little jobs here and there where you're constantly hustling? No, I didn't. And that's one thing. I'm so glad you said that. It's it's such a cool trait to watch the individuals that were that way. I mm -hmm. remember there was a kid in my neighborhood. And he was always that dude. He would go to Costco's, buy a bag of candy and sell them for 25 cents out of his backpack. <laughs> and then when we all got like, four, fit, I guess around 14, 15, 16, his dad owned a mechanic shop. So he started working on everybody's cars. He, we just knew he was the dude to go to. Okay. Like he was, and he was buying and selling cars. He was buying and selling watches. Like he was just always hustling for that dollar. And I was like, I just didn't get it. I wanted to play. Um, it wasn't until I, I, in my mid, my late twenties, I was like, all right, enough of this working for people thing. I want to start something on my own. Um, I didn't fully leap until I was 30, but it was because I was really tired. I didn't have something that I wanted. 
Um, and so that's why I was like, let's let's jump into this. And even to this day, the money has never really been a thing that I focused on. The money, to me, it's building a business very much like building a machine or a car. You got to put all of those pieces together. And then the money is like the gasoline that just makes sure it, it rolls. And But all the other pieces you have, that money doesn't do anything unless you have the right pieces to support whatever it is you're building. So you could have a great idea, have a million dollars handed to you, and you have no idea who to pay or where to get these things taken care of. So the money at the end would have been worthless because you didn't take the time to build the machine. And so I've always looked at how do I build this machine to affect people around the world? And then, you know, you got to play the venture capital and the private equity and angel round and say, hey, I need you to believe in what it is that I'm doing. Can I borrow some money? And here's here this this is how this will all work. So that was that was always the, the different journey for me. I didn't see of how to flip a dollar into two. I said, how do I build something and sell it to around people around the world? Mm-hmm. That mindset right there, I think is is very unique because like most people grew up with the other mindset. How can yeah. I flip a dollar into two and et cetera, right? Yeah. How can I um, create something, then find people to sell it to? But the way the uh, way the way you, you're thinking about things, the the thought process you had at an early age, um, it's 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 great. I mean, it's I won't say it's less it's less stressful, but in a sense, it is because you're not thinking about money. Like most entrepreneurs, we're constantly thinking about money, about money, yeah. and that becomes so so stressful, you know. So. Have you always had this mindset about about you know building something first and getting others to buy into it and then finding the people with the money to pour into that? Maybe like I kind of reverse engineer like, everything. Okay. Um, so when I look at something, I had I had an uh, sat down with a, an MBA, and actually an MBA. She graduated with an MBA at some university, I think, in New York. And she said, you know, how did you come down to your price point? And I said, easy. My my consumers are going to pay that. She's like, how do you know? I said, because that's what the majority of brands that I think that I can compete with. That my demographic already pays attention to okay and she says that's a great theory um and that was the most vague way i could be direct the way that i came down to our price point is i knew that if i needed to sell i knew what my price point was going to be because i knew what a lot of the brands were selling for my price so i needed to figure out if i was going to sell my product at this point how do i get it made for half of that so therefore if a retailer wants to sell it they can make some money mm-hmm. and then therefore how am i going to make the other half off of that so i can make money to keep building more things so I figured out what is it I'm going to have to be able to make that thing for to be able to sell it to my wholesalers so that they can make money so that my consumers can get it at the price that they want to. And they didn't realize that I had thought that way. They just said most people look at a product, they build a product, and then they slap on two or three times what they think it should be worth, and they try mm-hmm. to sell it to the consumer at that. And I was like, that could work. But then I'd, sell, I'd make a $200 shirt, and I have to sell it to somebody for $700. And most people aren't going to build that. So I looked at it as like, what are people willing to pay for something that's better than what's out there right now? And how do I make it for that price? And then just reverse the businesses, everything from that as well, saying, you know, if you're going to make and manufacture something, how do you control that? How do you make sure that the quality is what you're going to want? So then look at the factories. Like I was always looking on a massive level of pieces and businesses and how do I make sure that if I'm doing something, it benefits everybody else involved, any other businesses or designers. So yeah, man. Um, the money is always stressful because you're, you've got these massive ideas and you can see it and you even know the people that can help you put these pieces together. But then you're talking bigger boy dollars mm-hmm. and so you got to be able to prove to certain things. So now it's not just you got to prove your idea. You got to prove that you can play like an athlete. You might be able to say you can play basketball. You might have been practicing your whole life. And you might tell these guys in the court, you walk up to it, hey, guys, I can play. 
it's not until you actually start to play where they're going to believe you. And exactly. that's kind of the same way that business, I think, is for guys, at least the way that I'm thinking at it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, you definitely you cross all the T's and dot all the I's right there with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I know we spoke about health um, previously, right? But um, let's, let's, let's bring this back one more time. Um, like I said, I know you work hard. You have a lot going sure. on. What time do you have to invest in your personal well-being, your health? Like, what does your regimen look like? So I have a dog that I walk about twice, two to three times a day for about an hour each time. Hour, okay. So we're out for about two and a half to three hours almost every day just walking. Like, that's my world. I can run up the hill. We do push-ups. We kind of um, – and then I've tried to learn how to meditate. So I know that there's – in the morning, I need 15 minutes. Before, like, the whole day goes, I need 15 minutes to just sit down, close my eyes. I have a place that I go to, and I'm just like, all right, this is, this is no time. No, no, no concerns, no worries, just relax. And I also choose Sunday as no-day no Sunday, I call it. Like, nothing is planned for me on Sundays, ever. I don't make plans, and whatever happens that day, I happen. I, I go on walks, I go on hikes, we go on a trip, road trips. doesn't matter. That's, I need to get away from the world and disconnect and stop obsessing. Um, mm -hmm. Those, those are the three things. I definitely make sure I walk. I have my own little yoga time where I just dis, I disconnect from the world, and then Sundays, that's it's time to really connect or disconnect. That's a great, great um schedule right there, man. So, you because you have your dog and and your dog needs to go out. So this it's not yeah. something that you, you can forget. Your dog needs to go out. You just extend yeah. that time that that walk time to benefit you physically as well, and then you you add in the yoga. And then you have your off day, which is Sunday, where you just unwind. That's, that's, that's yeah. a good schedule. That's a good well, schedule. Well, I mean, right for usually my days are usually up by 6 a.m., asleep by 1. So I usually get around five hours of sleep. And Ooh. even when I'm sleeping, my brain's I, – I dream work. Wow, just, that's low. Like, it's, yeah. it's just always on. So, like, when I wake up, I'm already tired. Because <laughs> it's like, hey, shit, I just thought of all these other things. Now I got to get done. So then that's why I need that 15 minutes to try to – um, but then it's, it is, it's trying to find the time to do that, but I'm an outdoors guy. I have to be walking around. I have to go ne be near water. So yeah, luckily I've got a dog that drags me outside as often as I need to be. <laughs> so it's been pretty grateful. That's awesome right there. Yeah, man. Um, we definitely have to talk about having a hard stop, man. So, so you get some more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to work on that a little bit more. <laughs> got you. So talk to me, man. Like what drives you? You know, I know you have a lot going on right now, but why are you doing what you're doing right now? Like, what's the drip? What's the, the driver, the force that's pushing constantly? So with my apparel brand, William Mahoney, um, I was really upset that I couldn't find clothing that fit. And I mean, really nice clothing. Um, and it, passion, the apparel industry isn't the easiest to get into for lots of different reasons. And everybody always said that. And you never want to believe anybody what they say because you're going to go do it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but I realized if I ever even stopped doing what I was doing, I still don't have anywhere to go get the quality that's, that I'm looking for. There's just nobody out there making it. And so I realized, I was like, even if I, I have to keep doing what I'm doing because I won't have anything nice to get. <laughs> so it's kind of, that's like a day-to-day -day notion to me. Um, the cannabis industry became very, very concerning to me because I was going from East to West Coast and what I was hearing about people just explaining it and trying to understand it was really concerning to me. And I realized 
I've got my hands on some augmented reality technology for branding and packaging that will allow me to educate consumers on what it is they're buying and how it'll benefit them. And then I realized I've got this technology and I've got a concern that people aren't going to understand what it is they're buying. And I think a lot of people could, whether we're good or bad, we need to understand this thing a lot better than most people do. And we need to find a way to conform it. So we went out and we developed the technology and we're putting the information together. So therefore, no matter where you are at any dispensary, you can walk in and everything you need to know about that plant or that product you're buying, it'll tell you from what the seed, where the seeds came from to the soil that it was grown in. Was it indoor? Was it outdoor? What effects will it have on you? Um, it'll take you into a virtual world so you can actually connect with other individuals. I realized that an enormous amount of entrepreneurs, executives, bankers, lawyers, high stress, high lifestyle individuals have been using, using cannabis forever. And it completely changed my mindset on it to where I started trying it. And it allowed me to kind of go from all of these things I've got going on to allow me to almost instantaneously shoot down which ones aren't that important at the moment and focus on what I know I needed to get done. And it changed. It was like almost like for a kid with ADD that's got his mind all over the place. Cannabis taught me that I can direct my focus for a couple of hours and nail down work. And I was like, how, how is this possible? Why is this possible? Um, so I got again, really passionate about not just the product of cannabis, but the information that people can have to learn about it all. Um, and then because I was told I don't act right, I Bought the pro- I bought the, pro- the production company and we produce content for individuals. So it was passion. I mean, everything that we, we, I focused on was my drive is just what is it that's lacking that I would love to have access to? And do other people want that as well? And I go mm-hmm. on the Internet, I talk to some friends, I find out they all do. So I'm like, all right, I can put this all together. Give me a few months. And I put my time and energy into finding a way to get people information. So it really just comes down to a passion I have for every single thing that comes across my desk. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you're pretty good with problem solving because you also do your consumer research and your market research. Yeah, you know, and that's that's data, man. Right I love it's numbers. <laughs> you throw some numbers at me, I'm gonna nerd out for hours on something. There you go. So, um, what do you believe you need to improve on right now? Right now, with Balance. in the place you're at, what do you believe you need to improve on that will get you to 10x either your productivity, your energy, or your output, like what, just give me one key thing you believe you need to improve upon. Balance between um, execution of creativity and management of life. Um, mm. I, spent, I spent years focusing on the data and the information and product development and the consumers that would be looking for it. Now I have to learn the one question you asked earlier is managing a team. How do you you know, everything you build in a business and everything you build in your life all comes down to the people that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've realized, you know, I alienated myself for so long. I was like, I, I got to focus on this. I've got to learn all of this. I can't, can't, I can't go out to the bars. I can't worry about the car meets. I got to learn this. Um, and now it's like, all right, now I have to go share it. And I've got to realize I got to go back out with individuals and find balance and kind of, and, and in, instead of focusing so hard on the work, focus on how do I share it with individuals now okay okay so that that balance to me is is you know now like I said I was used to being alone now I need to go back out and be around people because what I built for you is for all of us to share and so now it's it's that balance of learning how to, to get back out there with the world and share what it is you just created yeah that, that's a, that's the tough part because you're not used to it it's, it's, it's something you're going to have to you're going you're going against your comfort zone now 
Yeah, I can sit in a, I can sit in a house for months and months and months and break down <laughs> and strategize anything, but then I have to go back out in the world and share it. Yeah. The odd thing is with me is being six seven, I kind of learned to hide. Like I knew mm. I always stood out every room that I walked into. Okay. So I was like, all right, I don't need to have that attention. Like it just was never really me. So I always kind of had my own way of kind of staying in the back of the room and just not causing a lot of a lot of fuss. And now I've got to be like, hey guys, look over here. I built all of this for you. I need you guys to look because so now I've got to go from this guy who found a way to find his own way of being alone to mm -hmm. sharing that with the world. And so that's, there's your mental health. Like that's a mental journey. That's the hardest one I've had to learn is, you know, you spent all of this time learning how to do this for people. And now you have to go share it with them, which means share yourself and share your story. Yeah. Key word, man. You, you just said it. Share your story. Yeah. That's it. You just have to share your story in a very authentic, a very authentic way. Because that's how people um, gravitate towards you, right? That's how you really get to, get to build that know, like, and trust factor. Share your story. And and I think it gives everybody a credibility. Like, you've obviously lived. I know the brief conversation that we've had. Like, you've lived the experiences that have put you into the directions that you are. So hearing that you've been through this and that's why you've done this is going to mm -hmm. gravitate me a whole lot further closer to you. And some guy that just had a cool idea and didn't really go through it, but says, or like these professionals are like, I'm an expert in this field. You watch six mm -hmm. YouTube videos and now you say you're an expert. You're doing the same <laughs> shit they did. But like you can tell when someone's authentically gone through something and someone hasn't. And that to me, I think is the way that the world is really going is brands are the people that create them. And so if you're not, you know, be comfortable with sharing that because it's going to help whatever it is you're doing. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, um, I know you mentioned the, the cannabis industry. You, you're into the tech. You're you have your your apparel apparel brand. Um, so these are these are the top three things you're working on at the moment. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. So, what advice would you give to another executive that's uh, you know that's struggling? Um, what advice would you give to that that person? All right. Um, to help them get on top of their game because you definitely you definitely dropped some gems today right but i want to hear it from your own mouth what 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 what, what advice would you give to that executive that's that had that, that went through something similar that's constantly on the go that's trying to figure out how to make the company run smoothly right go back to your why why do you do it like it's so mm -hmm. simple, and I and I I hate the YouTube videos that always say it because I'm so tired of it. But it's it's true. It's true. I mean, <laughs> why am I doing this? Because you're whatever it is you're doing on a day to day basis. There's a reason. Whether you love what you do or you don't like what you do, or it takes you here, it doesn't take you. There's a reason you get up because it either gets you something else. When I started my clothing brand, I realized out of all the work that I had to do, the moment that gave me the absolute most joy was the moment someone i actually physically packaged up a product and put it in the mail for somebody because mm. that meant somebody wanted something i created and i was stressed and i've stressed almost every single order that ever came through my website i was like oh my god please don't return it not because i didn't want it to be returned it's because i wanted to make sure i did it right for you mm. like i was hoping this was right is this what you were looking for so to me it's always find that why again you know, why are you doing the things that you were focus on that and i think once you start finding the why's you'll focus on your energy going toward those things again and you'll stop worrying about all the stuff that you don't have or you can't get or you don't think you need because you're focused on what's 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 the important stuff. Yes, indeed, man. Great, great words right there.
Thanks for drop, th thanks for dropping that, Jen. So if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to connect with you, um, where can they find you? Uh, you guys can always get a hold of me at matt.mahoney.dar at gmail.com. I have the website williammahoney.us and also don'tactright.com. Don'tactright.com. I like that. <laughs> so that is that is our new project. It's just pretty much sign up your email, but the amount of work that's getting put in behind the scenes on that brand and those products I'm really excited about it. <laughs> Listen, I want a shirt. <laughs> yeah, man, do it. Um, I, I do. I really believe that. I think the majority of the greatest artists and innovators and, and cultivators in this world are the ones that just don't act like everybody else. And they do what's right for them. And and I know it's such a gnarly connotation with the, the name of it all. But, you know, I think so many people out there just rec just kind of understand that they just don't act like everybody else either. And so if we can find the other ones that do and hear from more of you and build communities of individuals that can get together and share conversations like this, and we can help somebody that has no idea how to start a business, but has always wanted to, or has a passion. That's the whole point is, is in that brand is figuring out a way to connect with individuals that want to do something that just don't know how to, or other individuals that already do and share their knowledge with other individuals. I've get so many emails from people that want to start a business and they're just terrified. I mean, mm. it's, and there's just a lot of them really aren't that complicated to do. You just got to find a way to get out of your way and just yeah. put a couple pieces together. Yes, indeed. I definitely, I definitely agree with you, man. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So Matt, six, seven, Matt, right? That's, that's, that's my name for you now. <laughs> six, okay. seven, Matt. Thank you for coming on this episode of the How May I Serve You podcast, man. I appreciate all the gems you dropped. You, you shared your story. You you were very vulnerable. You kept it real, and I really appreciate really 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 appreciate that about you, man. Um, I always like to connect with people who are authentic. And the first day I connected, I connected with you via Zoom. I was like, that guy right there. I definitely want to speak to him after the Zoom meeting. <laughs> and we, we yeah, sorry, it. I don't know if this camera view was really any good this whole time for you. Nah, no worries, man. No worries. Yeah. So yeah, so like once again, you know, I I really appreciate everything you stand for, and I have one last. One last thing to um, ask you, man, and that yeah, is, man. how may I serve you? Um, let's connect. Let's find a way to share, you know, your hustle, your grind. And, and you know, I'd love to share your podcast and whatever it is you're doing with, with my, my audience. Um, I want to find a way to let's, let's get offline and figure out what it is you're working on and who I can introduce you to and figure out how we can improve whoever it is you're trying to reach. It does. The whole world is about there's people out there that need something and then there's people out there that can get it to them. Let's figure out which what, what, what part you need and we can work together on, on sharing that. Yes, indeed. That's awesome right there. Okay. So um, once again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you feel this episode was beneficial, please feel free to share it with someone else that will definitely benefit. So much love, stay blessed, and I'll catch you guys on the other side. We're out. <laughs>